You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Happy St. Patrick's Day. What an awesome Friday. End of the week for a lot of you out there. I know some people work shift work and they work weekends. But for the majority of people out there, it's it's Friday, St. Patty's Day. Flames whipped the Golden Knights in Vegas last night, 7-2. to A ton of Flames talk coming up. Brent Cron, former Flames draft pick. Well, yeah, former Flames draft pick. Oh, yeah, first-round bust. Um, He's going to join us in studio. I don't know why everybody throws that in his face. I think it's because he can take a chirp. Okay. And like, I think that's the biggest thing. Getting drafted in the first round is a great life accomplishment, even though it doesn't work out. He's lived essentially my dream life. Yeah. First like, round, go through the rigors, play overseas, have yeah. some fun doing it. Sure. Um, He's going to join us in studio, talk some Calgary Flames, big 7-2 win last night. Also, I'm going to pit him against you in a St. Patty's Day hockey-themed quiz. We'll do that around 7.45-ish. I have no idea how to prepare for this. I can't You can't, wait. so don't Great. look. Don't Excellent. Google anything. Sure. I want you versus Brent Cron, and then we got to think of some sort of bet between the two of you. A poem bet? <laughs> I would love Brent Cron to write you a poem. I think we should do poem bets more often. Yeah, I like the poem bet. Um, and then we can maybe like make it even more niche. Like We can do like haiku bets. We can do limerick bets. Okay. Acrostic poem. Um, <laughs> Beat poetry about Acrostic poem like you did in elementary school. Um, <laughs> Nick Kiprios going to join us at 8 o'clock. Derek Wills, the voice of the flames, at 8.30. Two things on the text line I want to hear from you. Number one, that win last night by the flames in Vegas was mm-hmm. larger than blank. That win last night by the Flames in Vegas, was larger than blank. Matt Rose has his hand up. Yes, sir. Yes, I'd like to submit an answer. Okay. Larger than Alex Brody's hangover tomorrow. Okay. And we also want to we wanna help Alex Brody out. Give us tips to avoid the hangover. 960, 960, name and location. What Alex can do to potentially avoid a hangover tomorrow morning. Because uh, it hits him hard. He was hungover this week, even wore sweatpants to work. That's how hungover <laughs> he was. It's been a week. I'll put it yeah, that way. It's been a week. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, hangover tips to, to avoid him before you go to bed, 960, 960 name and location flames with a big seven, two win last night in Vegas over the golden Knights. Interesting lineup. Of course, um, you asked me what my initial reaction was when I saw the lineup. What was your initial reaction when you saw Dewar and Peltier scratched? Uh, wasn't shocked. Uh, especially on the Peltier front, the Dewar one, maybe a little bit more, but then when you think about it, you're like, okay, yeah, he had the goal. He had the, a couple of good plays against Arizona, but I, I, it didn't, he didn't pop like he had in, in some of his other contests. And I also wonder if maybe he's still a little bit banged up as Greg Millen had kind of alluded to in that last game that he played after missing, what was it? Three or four straight. So you don't know, uh, but that was that was kind of my initial reaction. Uh, you get Rizichkin, who, you know, you talked to the media recently, missed 11 straight games, chomping at the bit to kind of get in and, and show that he can stay in the lineup. And Nick Ritchie got back in there as well. I, I thought they were fine. I thought they were really good in the first period. And as the game went on, didn't notice them as much as some of the other lines started to really gel too. But overall, I was intrigued is the word that I'll use. Um, obviously it worked. 
yeah. last night. And I thought Backlund and Huberto together was great. And he's he's the fixer. Like yep. anytime you got to get somebody going or you need a shot in the arm, uh, Michael Backlund's that guy. And happy birthday, Michael Backlund, number 34 today. I actually thought Day. he had a rough start to the game. I thought he had a couple of bad turnovers in the first five or six minutes. And Blake Coleman was really carrying and, that line. But then he figured it out. And that's what good players do. And again, last night too. Um, the penalty kill to me, once that oh, thing's man. working and it's aggressive, it, it just fuels this entire team. And it's weird because usually that's what the power play does. Mm-hmm. It gives you that momentum and, and you kind of try to ride that wave with this team. Who's a defense first team. Once that penalty kill is aggressive and getting chances on the offensive side of things, it fuels this team. And I thought, again, we saw that last night and they had a lot of chances shorthanded too. I don't dissect a whole ton of penalty kill units across the entire NHL. Usually just see whichever ones the Flames are playing against. But listen, this duo of Lindholm and Backlund for the last two years has been one of the most consistent and dangerous penalty killing duos in the entire league. Yep. Like they've been great. And anytime they're out there, it's usually because the benefit is you can get a face off win either side with both of them out there. Um, you get that first face-off win. The Flames defensemen are pretty good at getting that initial clear. And this group does an outstanding job in the neutral zone of forcing the opposition into a tight spot, holding the line well. Like, I find that the Flames, when they get in trouble on the kill, it's when they're either too aggressive and give up the neutral zone too easily and teams can attack them with speed and then maybe they get running around or they lose their structure in the defensive zone and they start chasing a little bit too much. They don't do that very often, and they're they're just so sharp. It's one of the most impressive parts of their game. And it, it's been the most consistent part of their game all season long. Um, Markstrom, again, uh, was massive last night, and I thought in the first period he made a couple monster saves. That shot that McNabb had that hit the post that looked like at the crossbar looked like it might have went in. And the first one was a tough stop in well, itself. That, that's what I wanted to say. He made a big stop point blank on McNabb. And then uh, right after, uh, made a great save on a tip shot from White Cloud. Um, I thought Markstrom again was fantastic last night. The goals you can't even really blame him on because the one was probably an icing. The second goal that tied it up. And you can see how irate Jacob Markstrom was. And I know uh, Rick and Kelly on the broadcast were wondering why, because it wasn't interference, it wasn't offside. But then when they saw the replay, uh, that probably should have been icing. And then all of a sudden, uh, it helped out when the Flames scored their sixth goal. When the puck hits the linesman, Manjapani goes in on a breakaway. Uh, Tyler Toffoli bangs in the rebound, puts the game out of reach for the Calgary Flames. Or was mm-hmm. that the 5-2 goal? That was a 5-2 goal. The, the 5-2 6-2 goal. was the Coleman empty netter. Thank you. And then the Dubé, and then Dubé slap shot. Right. But that 5-2 goal uh, pretty much put that baby yeah. to bed last night. And you got to love how karma comes right back for the Calgary Flames in the same game because we know throughout an NHL season, bounces go your way. And we talk about puck luck on this team. The the Backlund uh, power play goal, that was a ton of puck luck. Goes off <laughs> Petrangelo's stick, hits Jonathan Quick in the head. When you're hot, you're hot, net. baby. All of a sudden, the Flames win. And what a massive, massive win for the Flames, especially with what went down on the out-of-town scoreboard. Jets lose in regulation. Predators lose in regulation. 
What's the playoff percentage this morning? Because we had it on Money Puck yesterday, just over 20%. And I told you, it's like having a fishbowl with five <laughs> ping pong balls in it. One's orange. Whoa. You have one chance to go put your hand in and pull out the orange ball. Boom, flames are in the playoff. Where are you at this morning, Matty Rose, How on a Friday this? as you head into your weekend and it's St. Patrick's Day? Well, you can now reach in and you have the chance to take two balls. 39.5% on Money, Pack, Money Puck. The schedule yesterday has seen their playoff odds increase increase double uh, in this particular model. All right. So essentially here's a fishbowl with 10 ping pong balls yeah, in it. No, do and this again. Four of them are orange. Or you could even do it with five. Only two of them would be orange. That's okay. That's how you, you bring your fractions down. There you go. You know? I like the four thing better. Okay. Cause I fine. feel like I just have more of a chance. Uh, let's see here. And then the athletic hasn't updated theirs yet, but they were at 17% after, uh, heading into yesterday's action. So. Now, I know uh, I've been trying to be positive. You've been the doing Calgary a pretty Flames, good job. Because Wednesday was hard to be positive about the Flames, yeah. even though they got a point. And this week Three or is, four on the road trip. Yeah, pretty good. And they're what? Four, one, and one in their last six? It's pretty good. It is pretty good. So when it comes to the Flames and their chances in the playoffs, that potentially, and again, still a ton of work to do here, and mm-hmm. the Flames still need to get super hot yep. to make the playoffs. And there's a real pesky game between Winnipeg and Nashville this Saturday. Um, and please don't be a three-pointer. Um, and honestly, let's I, go I, Nashville. I, yeah, ideally you want the Predators to win that game in regulation. But a series against the Golden Knights? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the worst thing in the world. Because they should have the won that game thing, they lost in overtime to Vegas earlier in this, like a couple weeks ago. The biggest thing for me is what's Mark Stone's health? Because this is a Vegas team to me that he is the heartbeat of their team. Yes. And with Mark Stone, that team terrifies me because okay. he has that emotional buy-in that not only he brings, but he gets from his guys that in the playoffs, you, he can. he's the type of guy that can drag a whole team through a playoff series. And if he's not there... And you're mostly dealing with Jack Eichel, who, you know, he had a couple of flashes yesterday. But listen, he had a one-on-one battle against Troy Stetcher that Stetcher obviously won. And after that, it was pretty much crickets from Jack Eichel. So I'm right there with you. Jack Eichel, and they talked about it on the broadcast uh, last night. Um, He definitely uh, was invisible and was playing a little selfish, trying to beat like six flames. And even Kelly talked about it on the broadcast. Jack Eichel was a little invisible. And you're right. We don't know. They're hoping Mark Stone can come back from the playoffs. Yeah. But if he doesn't, even last night. I know at what level if he does. And I know Jonathan Quick has been really good since going to Vegas outside of last night. And especially on that Dubé goal, completely lost his net. And maybe fatigue was a factor. The guy's in his late 30s. First trip from an Eastern road trip. You're down 6-2 late in the game. I get all of those things. But the Flames do have an advantage in net if they would potentially play the Golden Knights in a first-round playoff series. Especially if you get this Jacob Markstrom and not. The other Jacob Markstrom. Right. March Jacob Markstrom. Yes. Not the rest of the year Jacob Markstrom. Jacob Markstrom. Am I right? That's pretty good, actually. That is pretty good. Can nice. you get a ding for that, Alex? That is pretty good. I think that's probably the best thing you've ever done on the show. Broken clock is right twice a day, George. I think that's the best thing you've done on the show. Well, that's the second Again. time today I've decided I'm packing up my stuff yeah, and going home. You might as well leave. You might as well leave on top. You know what? See you at the Saddle, boys. George, George Costanza <laughs> Styles. Again, just three points out. Things look a lot brighter this morning than they did to that loss to the Coyotes. 
mm-hmm. and massive game tomorrow. And every game's massive mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Yeah. But Dallas is kind of scuffling a little bit here. You've had success against the Stars, especially in Dallas this season. Winnable game. And again, 13 games left in the Flames season. And, and I kind of I kind of felt sad for watching Dan Vladar and his ball cap on yesterday. Are we even going to see him? Does he I, maybe get that start in Anaheim? Maybe, but here's the thing. If you're Dan like, Vladar... Why? You can't. No. You got to go with no, Markstrom no, no. the rest of the way. And that's fine. That's fine. Ride and your I pony. Think, I think if you're Dan Vladar, you look at how Markstrom is playing right now, you understand what is at stake, and you go, this is the, this is the guy. I signed an extension. It yep. kicks in next year. And frankly, every time you see him on the on the screen, he, he's got a smile on his face. He seems to be in good spirits. Like if there's somebody with kind of the the right mental makeup to, I think, be in this position and just kind of have that whatever I can do to help the team win, whether that's make stops or lift a gate. Mm-hmm. He seems like the type of guy that as long as he's in the NHL and he's helping out and he's doing what he can, he's happy to be there. And I think that's something that you can appreciate having a guy like that around. Um, before Brett Cron comes in studio, uh, we'll talk flames with Croner and, uh, he's also going to do a, uh, St. Patty's day quiz with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he's coming in the studio apparently. So, uh, looking forward to Croner being in here. We know that, uh, a lot of flames fans on the social media, on our text line, it was a very underwhelming trade deadline, but what were the flames supposed to do? When even we talked about it at nauseum, don't go out there, blow a ton of picks, a ton of prospects to improve this team. Troy Stetcher has been really good on that bottom pair. Like, yeah. th- and that's something that we've talked about. Lou's brought it up numerous times. Derek's talked about it. Let's get a good depth defenseman to play on the bottom pair with Zadorov. And he's been everything he wanted to. Like that fight last night against Cotter tore up his jersey. He's not afraid to drop the gloves. He's I think he's way a good, smaller than Cotter. Yeah. And I think he's a good security blanket for Zadorov. Gives Zadorov a little more freedom. And by the way, mm-hmm. Nikita Zadorov last night, he had a couple monster hits. Yeah, he was. My goodness. It wasn't. I'm, I don't like to use the word head hunting, but the he, dude had a yeah. a physical edge to him yesterday, he, and he and Barbashev went at it a couple times, and McNabb was throwing it around for Vegas. Like in the first period, you're like, well, if this is what we're seeing and it continues to escalate with this type of physicality, like yeah. this could turn into a bloodbath here. Um, I thought he was really good last night, and Stetcher as a whole, outside of maybe his debut, and again, First game with a new team, very tough to get used to the system. The team as a whole was junk. I think I think he's I think he's been rock solid. Yeah. Back there. And obviously your team's not it doesn't matter what your bottom blue line looks like if you're gonna be a playoff team, because ultimately this team can't score on a consistent basis. But he's been really good. And last night, again, full march for the Flames. I would imagine the lineup will be the same heading into the game tomorrow night in Dallas, because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's tough for Walker Dewar, who I think may be getting the short end of the stick because I think he should be in the lineup, especially with his speed and his ability. To, he's got a really good shot. But again, hey, I like the I like the blender aspect of what the lineup looked like last night. They need more from 91, too. Yeah. Uh, when Rzitska is getting 10 more seconds of ice time than Nazem Kadri, that's a wake-up for Nazem Kadri. And again, playing with Lucic, and he's obviously the most polarizing forward on this team because people want him on the fourth line or even in the press box. But 91's got to be better for the Flames here. Huberto has been better here the last few games. They need for more from Nazem Kadri if this team's going to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Skated 12.35 yesterday. Uh, thought in the first period he had some good jump. Like, I actually thought, wow, he's moving his legs. And, you know, not to say that, hey, he's playing with fourth liners, and as a result, you got to work way harder. But 
you're playing with fourth liners. Like if you want to produce, you're going to have to work way harder. Yeah. And for I thought we saw it for a while, but then again, like it just kind of teetered off and it just hasn't been consistent. And I see it seems like such a dumb thing to say, but I don't like his body language when things don't go his way. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell from you know, from here, watching on TV, how upset he is at certain plays. And it just, it doesn't, I don't think it translates very well. Across the fan base, across the coaches, across the players on his team. I don't know. Um, lost to do. Um, Brent Cron, uh, we hope, is joining us in studio uh, in the next few minutes. Nick Kiprios at the top of the next hour. Real Kipper and Bourne. Um, Stanley Cup champion, totally dialed in. We'll get his thoughts. On the Calgary Flames, yes, Brent Cron is here. I can confirm that I've seen Brent Cron. The big man's arrived. He's coming in studio, and then we'll talk to the voice of the Calgary Flames at eight thirty. Still on the text messages nine sixty nine sixty. That Flames win last night was larger than blank. That Flames win last night was larger than blank. Also, uh, Alex Brody going to get after it tonight for St. Patty's Day. Yeah, give us your um, preemptive hangover cures. Stuff mm. you do before bed to maybe limit your hangover the next day. 960-960, name and location. And we'll do a St. Paddy's Day quiz with Brent Cron versus Matty Rose. We'll do all of that next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. It's the big show, Ruskin Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio at the top of the hour, Nick McKiprios, as it says on my lineup, going to join us. <laughs> Wait, did he actually Irish everyone's I name? I Irish everybody's <laughs> names. Yeah. Uh, Derek <laughs> Fitzwillis <laughs> is joining us at 830, the voice of the Calgary Flames. And in studio right now, Brent O'Cron. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the only one I could think of that hadn't been used yet. Yeah, Fitz, uh, Mick, and yep. O. Uh, Brent O'Cron joining us in studio. Flames with a big 7-2 win last night in Vegas over the Golden Knights. We're taking your text messages. Some of these are great. Um, that win last night by the Flames in Vegas was larger than blank. That win last night in Vegas last night was larger. You okay with the chair there? It was <laughs> I'm, larger than You're blank. adjusting. I'm falling apart over here that's in this okay. chair. Um, was larger than blank. Also, um, St. Patty's Day tonight, a lot of people going to get after it. Uh, we're asking what you do to uh, preemptively uh, limit your hangover. 960, 960, name and location. Do you have anything, any tips, advice for our, for our listeners out there? No, I just don't think you can stop drinking. Like, you can't just shut her down, right? You got to keep her going the next day so you don't mm, get the hangover, boy. right? You're the dog. Yeah. You just got to carry on. Got to get a good, good meal yeah, in the next morning. Right don't on. stop. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You're not a victim. You did it to yourself. Yeah. You yep. can't complain, especially if you're married or have a significant other and you're like, oh, I don't think I can go to the grocery yeah, there's store. There's a big today, difference between right? being sick and yeah, hungover. Right. And when you're kind of, you know, it's expected that tomorrow you're going to be hungover. So you're going to get no yeah. grace. So you may as well just double down and go again and keep her going. And then maybe Sunday you might be able to get a bit of a grace period if you do it 48 hours instead of 24. Grind through a few chores. Yeah. I'm uh try to get two Advil and a Gatorade in me before bed. Yeah. Just that's I more try. psychological though, hey? I try. Get some Pedialyte. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, that's a good one really too. good. The best, right? And yeah. a nice greasy cheeseburger at about three thirty in the morning. Oh yeah, you let the you buy one for the cabbie too. Yeah, and oh. you say hey, whatever you want, buddy. Here's here's the dough. That's a good move, right? Because then he's a lot more helpful. You're such it. a philanthropist, yeah, Brian yeah, Right? I think ahead. I <laughs> yeah, think ahead. you're a man of the people. Right? I sure yeah. am. I'm I, like I hey, like that. buddy, you are you just starting your shift or are you ending it? Yeah. No, sir, I'm ending it. 
Let's go for breakfast. Yeah, I like that. On me. Such a man of the people. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, uh, later on, uh, in about 10 minutes, um, I want you and Matt Rose to square off in a NHL-themed St. Patrick's Day quiz. Are you ready for that? I am absolutely pumped for it. So um, we've been doing, uh, we like to put a wager on specific things. Uh-huh. So um, if you're okay with it, um, the loser has to write a poem. I'm good at that. For the winner. Absolutely. Okay. Crush that. And it has to be nice and eloquent yeah, and maybe absolutely. give yourself a shot a little bit. Articulate. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I got I got a handful of them sitting so, in my pocket right now. So, so, so that'll about, be the bet. About me? No, it's about every, in general. I write, okay. I write on my own time. When I I'm, like that. Oh. You know, to, to figure my thoughts out. Yeah. What are you, like a uh, pen and ink, uh, feather and quill, uh, <laughs> yeah, typewriter? Yeah. 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 He puts I'm, on one of those old-timey wigs like yeah. he's yeah. a judge <laughs> yeah. from the 1700s while he writes with his quill. Hmm. And I have like a I got, Rose. Yes. And I have like a I don't know what it's called, an easel. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And and I have I hire somebody to come in and play the harp right beside me. <laughs> That's right. Very sensual yeah. instrument. The and harp. then I sit there and I take my yeah. feathered pen, yeah. my quill, if you will, <laughs> and dip it in the ink. Mm-hmm. And then I sit there and put my left fist underneath my chin. Yep. And I just stare <laughs> at the papyrus. And I think <laughs> and it just comes to me. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the harp and the cello. Yeah, any oh, instrument man. you can straddle. Yes, I'm a fan of. Yep, very sensual. It really is. I'm not touching that. Right. Um, out of these three instruments, which one's the sexiest? The harp, the cello, or the tuba? Which oh, one is the sexiest? This, yeah, you something know about that deep tuba. Right, but right? you know, it's it's. If you you know tuba people, you know that play the tuba, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, like save some for the rest of us, right? Like, like, yeah. could you just get out of the way? Because we're all a part of this game together. I think the cello mm. and the harp, you know, they're they're just they're soft, is what it seems like, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But I think they have a dark side. Whereas the tuba just eats everybody's lunch. Yeah, right? it's true. Cello's sexier. Like cello smells of leather and rich mahogany. Listen, the harp is a little bit more dainty. I it think. is dainty. If yeah. you if you play the delicate tuba for a living. That's a lifestyle. Absolutely. Much like if your name is Randy or Rod, those are lifestyle names. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I don't know why, but right, whenever right. I think of tuba, like I just John Candy. That's yeah. that's a human okay. tuba right you know there. What? And then when you peel out after a concert, yep. you just dump that case in the back of the Miata yep. and you just peel out of there <laughs> and put the top down. True. Right? Yeah. It's true. Off we go. Um Flames with a big, big win last night. Miata. First win in nine at in- the at T Mobile in Vegas. How how aware are guys who heading into the game? Do they know about that stuff? Yes. Or do they care? You know what? I, I I think it's there because you know, for me, I knew myself when you've been around long enough. I mean, some of the newer guys coming to Calgary have no clue what the records are. There was a long time too. I think it was in could have been in Phoenix or whatever, where where the Flames had such a tough time winning for, for Anaheim. From Anaheim. Like Anaheim. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Like Twenty nine straight. Yeah. Phoenix games. makes absolutely zero sense. But mm. um, you know, you go in and you have that mindset. I remember playing and even like just going to Rockford. I'm like, I haven't won in this building in like three years. You know, in my mind, it just as a goalie, I knew it. Players, I don't think it matters a whole bunch. But you know, guys that have been around for a while, they know, right? And you know, you can't turn off the media as much as you try. And it's a big, electric, fun building to play in, but only if you're winning. Well, it's a mental game too, right? For sure. And it's that block. And, and even the guys on the broadcast were talking about it after the show, like irrelevant of what happens in these next few weeks. If the Flames sneak in and you might end up having to play Vegas in the first round if you get in, this win could go a long way for that mental makeup for those first two games that you're going to have to play on the road. Absolutely. And you, yeah, you won in the building. You know what it's like to win in the building? Even though it's just one, doesn't matter. You got your one now. Now you're good. And it was a, it was a close game there. Until the last 15 minutes of the third period, where mm-hmm. it was so weird to see 
the flames get a bounce, you know, or, right. or you, yeah. you, you know, that, that, that goal that went off Petrangelo's stick and, and hits yep. quick in the back of the head, and then Mangiapane comes in on a breakaway, and the rebound goes straight to Toffoli, and you're just like, what is going on here? And then you see, I think Markstrom, after the second goal, he was irritated. He was going after the referee. Because it should have been icing. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you, when you see him do stuff like that and you're losing, you're like, oh, he's got to get it together. He can't be this mentally falling apart. And, but when you're in, a, in the headspace where you're making the saves, you're making the timely saves, you're winning hockey games, it doesn't matter. And then he did that, and then they score right after. They're up 3-2 going to the third. Um, I wanted to ask you about Jacob Markstrom, but first, uh, Matty, can, can you share the nickname with Brent Cron? <laughs> Jacob Markstrom, because he's been really good in March. <laughs> oh, well done. That is brutal. Get out of here. That, just <laughs> you t- also t- knuckle bonked <laughs> before. I did. So they, I did. Yeah. That's you, two for two for you, me. You can't yeah. tell people that though, right? That, that is really good, but <laughs> it, it is dropping my street cred immediately by yeah. by he, being told I'm giving you knuckles for that. But but he also told a lot of people on the air. Yeah, yeah. March Marchstrom. Yeah. I also said the Raptors grounded the Thunder. I, I did hear that. Yeah, you're welcome. That, I, I did a little. <laughs> Bang! Yeah. Pow! George is sharp this morning. Um, Try wh- the veal. What's changed? What's changed with Markstrom this month? Well, I, I hate saying it, but it's 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 a distraction for him. A positive distraction. You know, he, he gets to go home and and play with his new little kid. Yeah. And it, it's like the the world just kind of stops for you when you do that. You know, it's as you don't even care. You don't. Coach can be on to you. Players can be upset. Perspective. With you. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And and you sit there and it's like, well, you know, hockey isn't that big of a deal anymore, right? You know what? Not, well, now I mean it is, but it's not as big of a deal as you make it. It's always worse in your mind. It's like I got to be better. They're paying me this amount of money to do this. I've done. Mark, if, if anybody knows how poor Markstrom's done this year, it's Markstrom, right? And you right. think that he just compounds all that internally, and he probably takes it home with him. You know, it's hard not to you know leave the rink and just leave it there. Everybody says you got to have a a work-life balance, and mm-hmm. I don't—I haven't met a single person who's achieved that somewhere where one doesn't suffer, right? And and you know when you're when you're li- living in a city that obviously cares what the Flames do, and it's a small city compared to a lot of NHL cities, he can't escape really if he wants to sure. go away. For him to go home, that's his escape to play with his kid. That's his escape. He gets to go there and just have some fun. And you can see in his game that his intensity isn't lost. It's just—it's just focused. He's not frustrated at absolutely everything. He's creating his own luck too, which is great because he's just in that headspace where. Stuff isn't bothering him. You see him get heated. That's his personality. But stuff isn't bothering him. And, and him being able to go home is, enab- is enabling him to just uh, stop the puck. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Dan Vladar because, hey, we might not see him for the rest of the regular season if the Flames continue to climb the standings and battle for a spot. But how do you think he's handling this? A younger guy. He's got his extension. But maybe understanding the spot they're in, too. Yeah, he, he gets it. You know, I think from, from his mindset, I think when he was rolling, he didn't get the opportunity to go. Which yeah. uh, for me, that was a missed opportunity for the Flames. They, not saying it would have changed the outcome of anything, but while he was hot, give him more back-to-backs, give him more multi-game starts. Don't just keep going back to Markstrom to keep getting him going here three quarters of the way into the season. Mm-hmm. You had Vladar, who was the hot hand, stick with him because Markstrom surely wasn't going, but they didn't do it. And now Markstrom's going, so it's fine. Nobody's going to be talking about that. But in Vladar's back of his mind, he's not going to be sour grapes or bitter because he's a team guy, but. He he gets it. Markstrom is a starter. He's playing great. He deserves the net. And all Vladar can do now is when he gets a chance to go with him play, he's just got to he, he's got to be able to uh, to get a point at least every time he's in the net. Um, former Calgary Flames first round draft pick Brett Cron joining us here in studio. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. How interesting is it that Adam Rajitska played ten more seconds in Nazem Kadri last night? <laughs> that probably says a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, just that- a tad. 
you need more from 91. Uh, agreed. And I, I'm curious to see what his, his next game is going to look like tomorrow night, Cadres, against Dallas on Saturday night, right? That's, it's got to be a response from him. I think it's embarrassing. It's going to happen. But I think he's, he's, he's been inconsistent this season a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And for him to have a, a, a rookie come in and play more minutes, even though, it, like you said, it's minor, but even playing the same. Yeah. I think it's a, for him, he's a proud player. I think all players are obviously take a lot of pride in what they do. A guy like him who's an emotional guy who's, uh, who, who's got to be on the edge when he's playing all the time, he's, he always kind of teeters. Uh, you hope that he would kind of take that as a bit of a kick in the pills and wake him up and get him going Saturday. Like the thing for me is when you look at really the, the tandems in this forward group, you've got Lindholm and Toffoli, that's tandem. You've got Backlund and Coleman, and then it's Kadri, and And who has that other guy been? And right. they've been searching all season long. They've tried everybody, but I, like, has there been someone that's maybe stood out for you that's clicked with him at all? No, it's just been inconsistent. Like, yeah. like I said earlier, right? Anytime that somebody goes and they, they switch up the pairings, he goes out there and he just, there's no chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. It's just hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. And I think he knows that. And obviously he's trying to, to make things happen. But you see his, his decision-making too with the puck. He, he makes some foolish decisions at the offensive zone and it happens obviously to everybody throughout, throughout the year. But, you know, he tries to be, he's a skill guy. He tries to be skill on the blue line when he's dragging the puck. And then he, you know, goes in deep and coughs it up. And he just doesn't look like he's got some, there's no go-to guy for him. He's looking around. There's no reads. There's no chemistry. How big was that Blake Coleman goal yesterday? Was that the biggest goal of the season thus far, the one that made it 3-2? to two? Absolutely. And you could just feel it, too, when you got that one. You're like, wow, they're going to have a lead going to the third period here. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the the Knights were kind of coming on there a little bit, too, mm-hmm. and, and you could just see it. It's like you need to get saves and you need to get that goal, you know, at the end of the second or early in the third to kind of stop this momentum from growing. And once I got that 3-2 goal, I actually ended up going to sleep. Because I was like, well, you know, usually I... It was done. Right? Yeah. My daughter asked me before the game, she's like, Dad, who do you think is going to win? And I said, well, Vegas is going to win and I'm going to sleep. (laughs) And uh, I woke up this morning, it was 7-2. Yeah. Um, They uh, blew the doors off the game in the third period. I love the fight, too, by Troy Stetcher. Yes. And he's been, again... Uh, we, 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 every Canadian market are all guilty of the same thing. We, we overanalyze, we dissect the team from top to bottom. That's what we do here in this country when it comes to our NHL teams. But obviously you're not going to win the Stanley cup based on your bottom six, uh, sorry, bottom pair blue line, but he's been really good as a flame. And I think he's, he's that nice security blanket for Nikita Zadorov, who I thought was great last night, throwing his size around with a couple big checks and, Stetcher with that fight, I think he's just been very good since he's gotten to Calgary. Yeah, you know, and, and with a guy like Zadorov too, who can kind of get all over the place. He he right. can be a forward, he can be D-man, he's he's making going out of his way to hit people and creating two-on-ones for a guy like that. You need stability back there. And Stetcher's just a guy that you can count on. You don't notice him out there, right? Which he's not means he's not making mistakes, he's not coughing pucks up. And for him to get into that fight yesterday, I thought was pretty good because that uh, I think it was Cotter was it yeah. that he yeah. was fighting. He's you know a bit bigger than him too, oh, yeah. four inches and thirty and, pounds, right? And and you got a guy like Stetcher going in there just to to do that. That gets guys' attention on your team. That hey, like like he's he's going, he he's punching, he's punching up, and we all need to punch up. And for him to be on the back end there with Zadorov, I think helps Zadorov kind of trust his ability too because he's he can be a liability back. You watch him fly around. And Stetcher can, can calm him down and, and back him up as needed. One of the things I really loved about the fight was he was sticking up for himself. It wasn't yes. like he was like jumping somebody else. And, and that's been a big conversation lately. Hey, you throw a big clean hit. Someone's got to answer for it. He just, he didn't like the hit, 
which, you know, it was a legal hit, but maybe he'd taken a couple at that point from Cotter, and he said, hey, enough, let's go. Yeah. And I think that just shows so much to his team, right? And and for Zadorov even as well. So that's well, been great to watch. Well, and that's, and that's character, right? Like yep. You can get pushed around, and then there are guys obviously can't do that for themselves or won't do that for themselves, and somebody else comes in, and you always, I mean, me being a guy that played in the late 90s and early 2000s, you, you, you get tired of watching guys getting hit with a clean hit, and then everybody's got to come in and fight. I remember sitting on the bench in junior, even early on in the American League, where I'd hear veteran guys talking to young guys on the bench saying, hey, like, pick your head up coming across the middle of the ice. There's yeah. guys coming for you here. Like, you got to be, you got to be on, you got to be aware, right? Whereas now a guy gets smoked because it's, just, you know, it's a lot more skill involved. Guys got their head down a bit more. It's happening so fast. And they get smoked. Oh, we got to do something because it looks bad. But there's a lot to be said for just being able to stick up for yourself. Yeah. And I love and, it. And that's a great point. We, we've seen big time hits. Sometimes you have to also protect yourself. Like when these hits are coming, keep your head up, put your arm, arms up, do something to limit the damage. Well, the like, hit. You even go back to the, like the Kadri hit against Truba, which is one that gets a lot of attention. Like he tries to cut to the inside with his head down. Yeah. You know, but, but it's yourself. A clean, it, it's a, he put clean himself check. in a tough spot and he did. Truba lines him up. And then Kadri, to his credit afterwards said that was a good hit. Yeah. Yep. Like, you, know, and, you need more of that because that's part of the game. And, and when you and when you have a guy that can come in and say, you know what, that was a good hit. Holy smokes, that was my fault. But I also had no problem with Dubé jumping in because no. the bucket yep. goes flying. You're going, hey, <laughs> in a split second, you're like, that might have been a headshot. Right. I'm, I'm 50 feet up the yeah. ice. And I don't want to be the guy who gets back to the bench and my teammate goes, dude, you hung me out to dry there. I know. Right? So. Uh, Brent Cron, uh, former Flames goaltender, former first-round pick, our Sportsnet 960 fan goalie guru. In studio, it's the big show. Ruskin Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, it is St. Patrick's Day. Yes. And um, I wanna I wanna do a little quiz between the two of you, and this is how it's gonna work. First of all, Alex, do we got do we got some music underneath? We got a bed that we can play here. Okay, I like it. Oh, a little river a nice, dance, a nice fiddle. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. This is how it's gonna work. Toe tapping. I'm gonna I'm gonna start giving the clues of the player, and the way you ring in is you say your last name. Okron. Sure. Okay. And then you go, Rose, Rose, Rose. Mick Rose. So you, whoever rings in first, you get to answer. And if you get it, great. You get a point. If you don't, the other one can steal. May I know how many questions are uh, going to be asked? I'm going to get I have rushed. seven. Okay, good. And right. it's uh, the St. Paddy's Day quiz is this. Uh, former NHLers or current NHLers who were either born in Ireland or, or of Irish descent. Okay, let's go. And let's the go. loser will write a poem for the winner. So the next time you're in studio, that poem will be read live on the big show. I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the first set of clues. This Belfast lad. Shanahan. No, you, you got to go Okron. 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 And, and hold on. Once you guess, that's it. You're Shoot. out. I did that last week. It's fine. Ah, it was so he guessed week. Shanahan. He's out. So you got this. <clears throat> Uh, this Belfast lad, who was a bit of a brawler in him, was feared fighter and a goal scorer. He now serves as an ambassador for Ireland's national ball hockey team. Oh, Rose. Mick Rose. Yes. Owen Nolan. Yes! Yeah, don't, look, don't look at me like that. Yeah, may, wait, wait till I read the question, O'Cron. Get your quill Sorry. ready, bud. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Matty Rose won. Brent Cron, nothing after one round. Okay, two. This left-shooting defenseman... Played for the Maple Leafs, Canucks, and Atlanta Flames. They called him the Big Irishman, and he fully embodied, embodied the nickname. And his coaching career was distinguished. And he was the head coach from Team Canada. O'Cron. Micros. Oh, O'Cron's first. McCrimmon. No. Pat Quinn. Yes. Let's go. Okay. 
to nothing Rose. Uh, he, of course, was behind the bench for Canada in the O2 Olympics as they won the gold medal and won for the first time an Olympic gold. Since I didn't know he played for Atlanta. Yeah, there you go. Uh, after two rounds, Matty Rose, too. Run I don't nothing. care. There's five left. Yeah, you got lots of time. I'm running out of guys that I know that are Irish. So. All right. <laughs> Next one. This defenseman played in the NHL and went on to a distinguished career as a referee and later became Toronto's assistant GM. They dressed him in a green jersey with a shamrock on the back in place of his number seven. The league's trophy that bears his name is awarded to the player who best except McRose. Yes. King Clancy. Yes. Gee whiz. Wow. He's on fire this morning. That's fine. I got the next four. You can settle that one over there. Okay. <laughs> All right. After three rounds, uh, are you calling yourself McRose? <laughs> yeah. Okay. McRose three. Okron, nothing. <laughs> That's terrible. I thought, I thought you'd be better at this. No. I'm not going to lie. No. I'm German. Okay. What does that matter? I don't like, know. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're German. I'm, I'm not good at trivia. I'm, I'm, German. German. I'm not good at Irish trivia. Yeah. yeah. If you're German, you should be very efficient at this. I, I, you know what? That's fair. Yeah. I'm also a failure at that, too. Okay. Um, question number four. Um, this man played his only NHL game with the Boston Bruins called him up during the playoffs. He won the Jack Adams Award of Coach of the Year in the 1975 season. He's very proud. Ocron. Yeah. Don Cherry. Yes. Oh. oh, tough one for you. Hey, Matt. Oh, I'm sweating. Yeah. I'm sweating. Woo. And he was also, you watched him for years on Hockey Night in Canada's Coach's Corner. Did we? All right. How uh, did that end? McRose 3, Ocron 1. McRose 3, Ocron 1. It's, it's a little hot show. over there, hey, Rose? Russick and Rose. The knees are knocking, bud. <laughs> um, this player was born in beautiful Buffalo, New York. With over Dennis Gilbert. Oh, you also have to say your name. Mick and, Rose. Yeah. No, you, uh, Dennis Gilbert is wrong. So let yeah. me finish oh, yeah. the entire question here. Sorry, this Denny player, Gilbert. This player was born in beautiful Buffalo, New York, and with over 1,300 career points, he's currently third all-time in scoring for American-born players. He was drafted number one overall in the 2007 NHL entry draft by the Chicago Blackhawks. McPatty. No, no. <laughs> Okron. Yes. Seabrook. No. Are you kidding me, bro? I missed it. In American. Oh, it's right. Patty Kane, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Patrick oh, Kane. Yeah. Patrick Kane is Irish? It's Irish descent, yeah. Oh, well, that's stupid. Pat, haven't you ever heard him talk? He talks like <laughs> Patty Kane. This game it's is stupid. One. It's a tough one. Um, all right, two left. Uh, you can tie. Good. Um... He was born in my hometown, Niagara Falls, Ontario. He was to Boston what Jean Beliveau was to Montreal. He was the ultimate working class hero, a player who battled his way to success despite limited skills. He was an NHL All-Star in 1975 and 1978. And in the Adam Sandler movie, Happy Gilmore, he was mentioned as Happy Gilmore's favorite... Ocron. Bob yes? Oh, McPatty. <laughs> uh, do you know? McRose? Is it Busick? No. Uh, McPatty? Terry O'Reilly. Correct. Oh. Uh, let's let's just get it close here, I guess, Cron. Yeah. All right, last one. Um, A fine broth of a lad. Ocron. Yeah. Brendan Shanahan. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great job. 
Three two, uh, Maddie McRose uh, beating Brent Cron. Uh, uh, like I, I only I, have myself to blame. Here. I can't I believe we got five out of seven. Like no. I, good job, us. I think I think the low point was I think people were screaming at their radio for the Patrick Kane one. Yeah, yeah my phone has like four hundred text messages, and basically they were like yeah. Kane, 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 and yeah. then you're an idiot, you're yeah. stupid, you're dumb, yeah, you're such an idiot. That what is wrong with one. you? Yeah, third but, most uh, points by an American-born player. Yeah, Number first one overall, two thousand seven by the Chicago Blackhawks. Brent Born Seabrook. in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Brent Seabrook. Kane, idiot. <laughs> Terry O'Reilly, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> idiot. These are yeah. your text messages? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Idiot. You got some good friends. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Brent, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> go back to bed. <laughs> uh, former first-round pick, <laughs> Flames goaltender, Croner, uh, always a pleasure. Right. Thanks for this, pal. And uh, the next time you're in, I look forward to the poem you, you'll write for Matty Rose. I'm just going to sharpen it up upstairs. Okay. Happy yep. St. Patrick's Day, buddy. Happy yep. St. Patrick's Day to you all. And uh, in, in the words of Brent Cron, uh, forget the hangover tomorrow. Just keep getting after it. Yes. Full send, Sunday. Yep. Okay. No breaks. Thanks, no breaks for the weekend. Uh, Nick Kiprio, straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.